audience of one. I truly believe that I was created first and foremost to be loved by you, God, and then to love you back. So I thank you for engaging intimately as my audience of one as I read your word this week, Lord. Holy Spirit, you gave me eyes to see and ears to hear your spirit of revelation that was speaking personally into my life as we read through Matthew 8 through 12. So Lord, I just thank you. As I read Matthew, Matthew 8 was all about you healing, you, the great healer. Lord, what I noticed here mostly was how you healed others by the authority of your spoken word. And then also just by touching that your authority is from our Father in heaven, which also has been given to me and giving to, been given to us, your kids. So just show me how to walk more fully in this on the earth, Lord, in my daily life. Bringing your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And you had told me that you have anointed me with that new power and authority in my prayer life. Bringing to my remembrance again about doing this uh, the last year on the Sea of Galilee in Israel. This keeps coming up for me, Lord. So I know that you're calling me to remember, remember, remember for my encouragement and knowing my position in the kingdom as a prayer warrior, a watchman on the walls, so to speak. And Lord, I also noticed that you didn't have these long drawn out prayers with like lots of words explaining the situation to the Father, or even detailing what you were asking the Father for. Most of the times here were just like a simple sentence that you spoke, or just like two words. So I I highlighted uh, just some of the, the way you interacted with people in Matthew 8 here, so like in Matthew 8, 3, for the leper's healing, you just said, be healed, and instantly he was. Two words. In Matthew 8, 13, for the Roman soldier's son, you told him, go home, all that you believed for will be done for you. One sentence, you said. So you actually healed him, his son, Lord, without even physically being present. So you crossed through barriers of time and space in this healing, which was also awesome to notice. Matthew 8.15, for Peter's mother-in-law. Here, you simply touched her hand and she was healed immediately. Matthew 8.16, the demonized and the sick. It says... Jesus spoke only a word over them, and all were set free and healed. And Isaiah 53, 4, you know, prophecy was fulfilled because you say you took 
our infirmities and bore our disease. In Matthew 8, 26, when you calmed the storm, you simply said two words, be still. And that was your power over nature. Matthew 8, 29, even the demons know and believe you, Jesus, to be the Son of God. So this was like a note here. So belief is not belief alone is not what saves us because even the demons believed so it's on believing and receiving and following you Jesus always even that's what you say in the scriptures you say you call them and you say follow me follow me it's it's not just believe in me believe in me it's come follow me which is like turning around and not going in the same way in your life and following Jesus' way of life the way, the truth, and the life. Because in the scriptures, Lord, you, the way, it was referred to as the way. Um, In Matthew 7, 23, um, you had said, that's why some will say that they know you, but you'll say, get away, I never knew you. Because they may have believed, but their belief was not a true, inner, guided, spirit-led life that was following you, Jesus. we move on to Matthew 9. Jesus' forgiveness and healing and you're teaching the way. Oh Lord, I came with a short prayer on this day and I said, let me hear and let me see you, Lord. And there was a few similarities throughout chapter 9 here. Lord, first of all, again, I noticed how few words that you prayed when you were using your kingdom authority to heal. And the words immediately and instantly. And it was done. In Matthew 9, 6, the power and the authority that you had over forgiveness of sins was proven by you healing the paralytic. Stand up, pick up your mat and walk. And immediately he sprang to his feet. Matthew 9, 9. That's where you called Matthew. And Matthew's name means gift of God. And you called Matthew to come follow me. And immediately he jumped up and he began to follow you, Lord. In Matthew 9, 22, uh, as the women, the woman who was bleeding for 12 years. And here you spoke to her identity and you said, you called her my daughter. That's where you spoke to her identity by, by saying, my daughter. I love it when you call me that, Lord, too. My daughter. And then you say, be encouraged. Your faith has healed you. And again, instantly she was healed. In Matthew 9, 25, the Jewish leader uh, and the dead, his dead little girl, you gently took her hand. So it was just by your touch. And it said, immediately she stood to her feet. So sometimes you engage with questions, like here in Matthew 9, 28 through 30, where Jesus, you opened the blind eyes of the two men. You said to them, do you believe that I have the power to restore your eyes? And they replied, yes, Lord, we believe. Then you put your hand on them, you touched their eyes, and you said, you will have what your faith expects. 
Instantly, their eyes were open and they could see. Wow. Matthew 9.33, Jesus, you cast out the demon out of the mute man here. And Jesus, immediately, the mute man began to speak. So again, emphasis on short words and short prayers that you use, Jesus, and that it was the kingdom's authority, the access to which I have now as well. All the immediates and instantlies that we see here, Lord. Lord, let my words be fewer as I glean from your example here in these chapters. And as I ended this chapter and this day with prayer, Lord, I ask you, Jesus, to equip me and us as prayer warriors to bring uh, more harvesters in and build up your church so we can adequately spiritually nourish those who come in the future harvest, Lord. And then we moved on to Matthew 10. And here, Jesus, is where you sent out your 12 apostles. And here, you imparted them your authority. That's a word authority again, which always just keeps reminding me of that authority that you anointed me with in 2019 in Israel. And you imparted your authority to the 12 disciples, and then you sent them out, which then makes them apostles, because those are those who are sent And you sent them out to cast out demons and to heal every sickness and every disease and to preach heaven's kingdom that it's accessible and it was close enough for them to touch, even raising the dead to life. And here I wondered about that because I think there's some place in scripture where Peter lays on a body that falls out the window and he raises him to life. But other than that, I can't think of another time But what came to my mind here when it says even raising the dead to life is I thought about spiritually, like we are all dead men walking on this earth, like eternally dead. And it's the kingdom of heaven that is preached and, you know, these healings and casting outs of the demons and people who actually turn their life to follow your kingdom. They are really raised from the dead because then they get to live eternally with you in heaven forever. So Lord, you are my audience of one and I can't help but steward the blessing of how you're speaking this to me again and again. Praising you for getting to attend. I got to attend church for the first time in six months on Wednesday and the pastor was speaking to me again and it was out of Second Kings verse 9 how the Lord anointed Jehu while he was sitting idle in the comfort of his own space while Jezebel um, and all the false gods of every evil were taking over the land which is kind of what's happening in our nation today Lord I thought all of the false gods and taking God out of the schools and shutting the churches down and the defilement of marriage in California and various other places in the states and the abortion and just all of these other ways of worshiping that there's more ways to God than just one and um, Father God and you know we sit in the comfort of our home and and Lord in the 
darkness, you said, I have a message for you, Jehu. And I felt like you were saying, I have a message for you, Mare. <laughs> and you were trying to get my attention. Uh, you know, the world, the devil, and God, they're all trying to speak to get our attention regarding these things in our lives, regarding our health, regarding our work, regarding our families, our churches, our schools, regarding the activities we do, regarding any service we do, regarding marriages, um, anything personal, regarding our friendships and finances, the city, the nation, the world, our future, all of those, the world, the devil, and God are all trying to speak and get our attention and screaming certain things, especially through the news, Lord. And there's just whoever is the voice behind that agenda. And here you said, who are we listening to? Like, who am I listening to? What do I believe? Whatever voice I get, I give attention to and credibility to will dictate on how I respond to all these areas. That's why some of us who are listening so much to the news are, you know, responding out of fear. You know, and you said, pay attention, you know, pay attention to how I'm responding. Am I being defensive or offensive? You know, when I'm listening to the wrong voice, uh, the wrong message, it will result in inactivity. Um, I'll sit in what's comfortable. I won't try. I won't be moving forward. Why? Because it'll be due to the message of hopelessness or fear that's the case when I'm listening and giving credibility to that message I'm living from a place of defeat which is exactly what you just pulled me out of Lord when it came to like large social gatherings I believed the lie because it was out of my comfort zone and I didn't want to do it so I didn't and so what happened I was sitting in my comfort of my home I wasn't trying I wasn't moving forward I was really living out of a place of defeat. But you spoke the truth and you extinguished that lie and you put me back in the game, so to speak, Lord. And now I feel like I'm on the offense once again, participating. I'm out of my comfort zone. I am trying and I'm moving forward. And as a result, I feel empowered and hopeful. I feel like an overcomer, Lord. You also repeatedly were showing me the word fast through a calendar, through my Bible reading, through a podcast, through devotional, till I just could not deny you anymore, Lord. And then you enabled me to be willing and surrender, and you empowered me to give myself to a 40-day fast, Father, the 6 a, you know, 6 p.m. no food to 9 a.m., no snacking and TV to stop the TV. Lord, you also keep reminding me of the anointing on the Sea of Galilee. And you keep reminding me of authority. When I see the word authority, that's what comes to my mind is what you did there. You put that new power and authority in my prayer life. And you've given me two opportunities to contribute by overcoming and going to the house of prayer and also the worship at the Capitol. I am only interested in one divine voice, and that is from you, my triune God, 
my audience of one. And at the end, Banning, Pastor Banning, Father Banning, he imparted good sleep and prophetic dreams upon us. And Lord, you have been nudging me to pay attention to my dreams again. And I had had one last week about Father Banning. And then Thursday, dreams. Oh my gosh, I had so many dreams that night, Lord. And I asked you to show me, Holy Spirit, what was from you. And Lord God, you just gave me clarity of all of them, Lord God. And I just really appreciated the insight. And um, we moved into Matthew 11. And Lord, I love the lesson here about John the Baptist because he was in prison. He was wondering if you were the one, like, where are you? And, you know, he sent his disciples to go find you and ask that question. And your response to John is one that helps us all, Lord God, when we wrestle through that testing of our faith at one point or another in our life. That question, that big question that says, are you still a good God? even though you let fill-in-the-blank happen, whatever that is. I remember, Lord God, you know, that huge wrestling of that for me several times in my life. But in Matthew eleven six, here, Lord God, you said as a response, the blessing of heaven comes upon those who never lose their faith in me no matter what happens. And that is the fill in the blank thing. We then get that blessing when we wrestle that out. Are you still a good God even though you let fill in the blank happen? And if I answer that yes, then I receive right here what it says. The blessing of heaven comes upon those who never lose their faith in me no matter what fill in the blank happened. So I thank you, God, for that. Lord, how you speak on authority again here. Lord, I see it. I pay attention when I see that word. In Matthew eleven twenty five 25 through 27, you shared the revelation of your authority, not with the wise, not with the proud, but you chose to share it with the humble ones, unveiling the Father It delights you to entrust the kingdom of heaven to me, Lord. Thank you. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. I love this in the Passion Translation about your yoke being easy. And it reads, Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways, and you'll discover that I am gentle and humble and easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me, for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. So wonderful, Lord. Thank you for that passage. So, um, I don't know, just so comforting the way it reads here in the Passion Translation. And then, Lord, um, there was dreams, dreams. I had more dreams, Lord God, and I just thank you that you um, give me wisdom.
wisdom to discern them and move forward, Lord God. And I just thank you, Father God, as we ended this week in Matthew 12. What stood out to me, Lord, was the reference to the Old Testament in Isaiah 42, uh, 1 through 4, where you were fulfilling the prophecy in this passage. I believe that you were speaking this over my life as well. Where it says, take careful look at my servant, Mare, my chosen one. I love you dearly, and I find all my delight in you. I will breathe my spirit upon you, and you will decree justice to the nations. You will not quarrel or be found yelling in public. You won't brush aside the bruised and broken. You will be gentle with the weak and feeble until my victory releases justice and the fame of my name will birth hope among the people. Thank you, Lord, for your encouraging me as your servant, your chosen one, a vessel to be used by you. Thankful, Lord, for worship and for so much of it this week at the Capitol on Sunday, for church on Wednesday and the house of prayer on Thursday, and just most importantly, Lord, all of our personal alone times of worship throughout this week. The deep calls unto deep, Lord God, as I take in your love and I love you back as you so desire. Just more of you, Jesus. May I have more and go deeper. And may we all, Lord God, as you call your children and your prayer warriors, deep calls unto deep. Lord, bless you, Abba Papa. Bless you, Jesus, our bridegroom. Bless you, Holy Spirit, the fire, the fire of God. Bless you, God.